0: I'm passionate about this because I'm passionate about me. And I'm passionate about you because if I can get this done and if I can achieve something, you can achieve something too. And if I can introspectively think about it and learn about it, you can too. Welcome to the Growthology Podcast, your go-to space for personal growth and accountability. My name is Rico, I am your host, I am your friend and your accountability buddy. This is a place where people like you and me go to feed our hunger to be the best possible version of ourselves. It's a space where you go to find a way to hold yourself accountable to being the man or woman that you want to be. So accountability is the beating core that runs not only this podcast, but the business that is growthology. So if you don't know what an accountability is, go and check out our first episode. You'll catch on pretty quick that this podcast is designed to feel like you're just talking to a close friend. And you know, I realized by transparently documenting and sharing what I learned from studying my own personal growth, It in turn holds others accountable and taking control of their lives. When it comes to learning about your self growth, it's challenging to identify certain items of our psyche that slow us down or even paralyzes us from achieving what we want. So this episode is going to question what mind state you are currently in that is either hindering or helping you to accomplish what you want. So answer me this, my friend. Are you a warrior or a warrior? How worried are you about reaching and achieving you? This past week has been quite, quite a doozy for me. I had a low this week, if which you should be following us on Instagram at uh, underscore growthology. If you've noticed, uh, I didn't put an episode. I didn't put two episodes out last week. I felt awful. I, I felt like I was doing a complete disservice, not only to myself, but I felt like I was doing a complete disservice to you. I felt that because I didn't... Pull out my microphone and record, and have a, a, a proper setup on what it is that I was going to say or not say. It, 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 There's something about it that just tore me apart, with the fact that I didn't do it. And with the last episode that we did on self coaching, I I hit on being transparent and integrous with coaching yourself, and and being transparent and integrous with knowing where your downfalls lie and i talked about procrastinating and for me how how detrimental and how hard hitting it can it can be to my head when it comes to procrastinating i i i get crippled and last week i crippled myself being a new business owner is something that takes a lot of focus. And every time that I think that I'm focused, I realize that I'm not because I create this delay and I inadvertently self-sabotage. How often do you self-sabotage yourself whenever something is going well? How often do you self-sabotage yourself whenever you're starting something or you pick up a momentum on an idea or a project or in a relationship or in your business or your work? And and, and you, you create this space for you to completely put a fake wall in front of your goals. That was me last week. And I realized because of... I'm so thankful for being able to do this because what I do is dissect my own self. Listening back onto my own podcast helps me say, holy shit, you need to work on this, Rico. You need to help uh, do this. You you need to, if you wanna be X, Y, and Z, you need to make sure that you are practicing what you preach, right? We talked about this in in self-coaching, but I am not growthology. I am not this business but I am a testimony to what growthology is. So let me ask you, have these dreams and goals that you've placed for yourself, put you in a fear, state of mind? Do they scare you? Because if they do, good, they should scare you. Your dreams should be something that is scary. I had a mentor of mine a long time ago. Back in well, it feels like a long time ago, the way that 2020 has been going. It- In 2014, a mentor of mine said that if your dreams don't give you butterflies, if your goals don't give you this feeling in your stomach of a big, holy shit, like it's fearful and scary, then you might not be making the next right step moving forward. You might be making a choice in what your goals and dreams are to the next step in a comfort zone. So it's okay if your dreams are scary or fearful. They should be. Your, your dreams and your goals should be something that sounds ridiculous to other people, and it should sound borderline ridiculous to you. It should sound like something that, that is almost impossible, but that is a beautiful word because it is possible. Last week, I bought a book titled <laughs> Procrastination. Why You Do It, and What to Do About It. Uh, it's a book by Jane B. Burka and Lenora M. Yun, written back in, in the mid-'80s, actually. I identified the problem that I have with pro- pro- procrastination, and I sought out a way to figure out what I'm going to do about it. Because when I really, really dove into... My procrastination, I realize how rooted it has been in my life since I was in elementary school. Let me tell you a story about the study hall king. There was a kid in school and he was liked. Everybody liked this kid. He was gregarious. He was outgoing. He was liked by the teachers. And he was overall a smart kid. But he had to do everything perfectly. He had to write his words very slowly whenever it was done in cursive. If he was writing his math problems, the the, the numbers had to be linearly very aligned. It it had to be all structured and look very nice and pretty. and, And what that did was it slowed this student down and it caused him to go to study hall every single time the other kids went to recess. And this kid spent about 80% of his time in elementary school. I'm talking about all of elementary school in study hall. He spent most of his time because he went so slow, because he was an inadvertent perfectionist at his work. It caused him to not be able to go out and play. It caused him to stay inside in the room and work on the stuff that he had delayed for himself. And he had been titled the study hall king. I thought I got rid of being the study hall king when I got older, when my handwriting uh, went from something that was really nice and meticulous to just complete chicken scratch. Um, I was that study hall king. I was the guy who just sat there and and just worked really slowly and ended up shooting himself in the foot because I couldn't go and play with my friends after I, I worked all day and I had a time to enjoy myself and and, and get pleasure uh, aside from all the hard work that I had put in. I thought I got rid of that until I picked up this book and I'm going through and realizing, holy shit, I'm this, I'm this, I'm that. And, and, and my mind just exploded because I realized I still have these perfectionist um, attributes, these perfectionist abilities that are still in me that I thought were gone. Things that... I wrote down in my journal. Let me give you an example of some items that really, really took me back and said, oh shit, I do this. Mediocrity breeds contempt. What does that mean? What that means is the thought of being ordinary is intolerable. Thus, procrastination provides an excuse for mediocrity. Now, I have done this with tests. I've done this when I've been in sales scenarios with internships that I've done, even in careers uh, where I strive to not be ordinary, but the thought of, mm, how do I put this? the thought of being ordinary is something that I'm not okay with. Because in my head, I have this idea of who I am and where I want to be. I know the potential that is inside of me. Nobody else does. So the thought of being ordinary is intolerable. But because of that, it's an excuse for mediocrity. It's an excuse for me to put off my paper until the last minute. It's an, ex- it's an excuse for me to not be able to do something or to hold off and that shoots you in the foot. This is also probably why when I went abroad, I went overseas to go and do a Camino, a pilgrimage. It starts, where I started was in the south of France and I ended across the north of Spain. And I think that I felt so free, I felt so aligned when I was abroad because No one knew what my capability was. Nobody knew what my potential was. So I could be mediocre and be perceived as great. I am this person that can be anything that they want to be. And when I am perceived as great to other people, my mind says, well, hey, they already think that you have it, buddy. You've shown your potential. Now you can be mediocre and and, and your mediocrity can breed contempt. So I'm reading this and I'm going, oh, shit. Yeah, I've, I've done this. The next one I realized was the excellence without effort. And, and what this is, is if I'm truly great, even challenging things should be easy. Woo! This one really got me. This one got me hard because when I was in elementary school, I would I would pull my hair out at the thought of things that were challenging to me because If I was already smart, they should be easy. I'm not gonna do this math problem because I already understand what the teacher told me, so I don't need to do the homework. I get it, and then when I get to it and I try to do my homework and it's not easy and and I find it to be challenging, then That's excellence without effort. I'm not excellent at it because I have to put in more effort. Again, self-sabotage. This is a form of procrastination that is hurting me. Another, oh, shit, moment when I'm reading this book. Number three was going at it alone. It quotes, being unable to do everything all alone, I resort to delay. I'm 100% guilty of this, especially being an only child. I've always had to do things on my own. It's a huge reason why I have an old soul. But I also think that in order for things to be done right, sometimes I just got to do it on my own. By going at it alone, I am unable to do everything, so I again resort to procrastination. This podcast is a glorious example. Last week, in in a big, big hindrance to myself, I said, well, I can't go at it alone because I'm learning how to record. I'm learning how to engineer all this stuff. I'm learning how to put together show notes and create a structure that can, produce quality content for people to take away, get a light bulb and say, yeah, I'm gonna use what this guy said and take it into my week. I, I am somebody who was like, well, I also don't entirely know how to market myself properly. I entirely don't know how to use social media to my advantage to create a community. I'm not sure how I'm supposed to properly create consistency and creating a personal brand and showcasing that I am not only your host, but I am somebody who genuinely wants you to succeed. This is a lot for just one person. And so to that, I create a bullet that I use to shoot in my foot and I call that procrastination. Here's a fourth one for you. There is a right way. I am reluctant to take any course of action or commit myself to anything. Commitment, ooh, I'm going to do a whole episode on commitment specifically, but specifically in this item, reading in this book, communicating the idea of commitment and where you lie in commitment is crucial. It's crucial in understanding if you are somebody who worries about accomplishing and being the best possible version of you or if you are somebody who is a warrior in achieving it. Committing to my projects has been a noticeable reoccurring issue in completing my tasks. In the book, it quotes, As long as I keep dreaming, I won't have to face unpleasant realities. We get stuck in, in in these these dreams and these fantasies of who we are and how we're gonna do it and how it's gonna be accomplished. But as I've talked about in in a previous episode, action comes before the motivation. Lightning comes before the thunder, episode nine. So I can't think that there is a right way you cannot think that there is only one right way to get things done you might have this glorious picture in your head on 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 what you want to paint and how you want to paint it and what brushes you want to use and the type of brush strokes and and the thickness and the thinness and the lines but it's not until you start using the brushes and you realize that it's a lot more flat than you wanted, that this color tone is not portraying the the aura and the ambiance of, of this painting. You're, you're trying to create somber, but this, this color is creating melancholy. You won't know until you start putting in action. There is no one right way. Again, you're creating a delay that is causing you to worry how's about a number five i can't stand to lose or what me competitive where do you lie are you somebody who i can't stand loss or me competitive they call this uh, choose to lose you, you kind of have this mentality where you choose to to put yourself in a losing position I can't lose if I don't really play the game. Now, I I personally don't identify with that, but I know a lot of people who do. What about you avoid activity that brings direct competition to others because you hate losing that much? You avoid activity to bring direct competition to others. So you're only internally competitive to yourself. Now I identify with that. That's why I enjoy playing music. That's why I prefer running or bodybuilding, quote unquote, just working out with myself in comparison to team sports because I am always competing with me. Whereas in team sports, I'm competing with the other person. I enjoy competing with myself. This, again, is a huge realization that I've been having with myself. You guys, if you identify something that you... to be a problem with why you're not getting to who you wanna be or in a time frame that you wanna get to it. If you wanna be retired by 35 years old, what are you doing right now that is hindering you from being that and getting there? What is it that is helping you? You see, if I didn't introspectively think, Rico, your procrastination is fucking you up. Your procrastination is getting you into a headspace that is not getting you to be the person that you wanna be and if you wanna be half of the man that you are, uh, if you wanna be half of the man that your dad is, if you wanna be the man that your dad is and then some, you gotta to get to grinding now because he went through all kinds of adversities. He went through all kinds of struggles that put him in a position to say, all right, I gotta get shit done. And what is it that you are doing that is not putting you in that place? I realized that I am procrastinating like a motherfucker. So I bought this fucking book and I learned where is it in this book that I can learn and associate the dots with me and my life from then and now. What are my roots? What are the ideologies that I've created in my life up until this point that I can alter and change? You have to be susceptible and okay with being uncomfortable with changing what you think you know because you don't know shit. You have been told that this is what you are. To believe in in your religion. You are told that this is what your name is. You made none of these decisions. You were told that this is what the idea of success is and this is how you're supposed to get there. But You were never making the decisions to do these things. You are now at the age, you are now in the position to say, yeah, okay, I understand what these things are. And some of these things I really identify with and others I really don't. So go back to what you think you understand about it and fucking throw it out the window and put together what you believe core to you inside, your values, your morals, your ethics, that is you. And figure out the process that you love. That's what all of this is for me. Understanding that I'm a procrastinator and I need to figure out how I'm going to use this, not to my detriment, but to my benefit. I'm passionate about this because I'm passionate about me. And I'm passionate about you because if I can get this done and if I can achieve something, you can achieve something too. And if I can introspectively think about it and learn about it, you can too. Number six, all or nothing. In the book, it says, biting off more than I can chew and expecting that to be the standard to accomplish the goal. That's bullshit biting off more than I can, can chew and expecting that to be the standard for accomplishing my goal. If you go balls to the wall in the first week of starting your new business, if you go balls to the wall and writing a new song, putting together a new choreograph that you put together or trying to, to cultivate and sculpt, whatever it is, you can't expect that to be the standard every single time, day in and day out because you, you, you think that your life is going to be nothing but work. That if I work this hard now, this is how it's going to be forever, and that's wrong, but this is the the victimized mentality that we as procrastinators or worriers, put ourselves into. These are just perspective. Moments, uh, You know, number one being mediocrity breeding contempt. Number two being excellence without effort. Number three being going at it alone. Number four being there's only one right way. Number five being that, you know, me being somebody who is competitive is almost a unfathomable idea or adversely that you cannot stand to lose. And number six being that you have to go in all or nothing. These are all perspectives. And in the book, they're all perspectives that I personally identified with so whether you identify with it or not is up to you that's that's on you I'm only here to showcase what I see in myself and what I'm fucking doing about it so when it comes to this whole all or nothing approach this this is being noted in my mind that I am not one who strives to be perfect all of these items represent perfectionism And I identify with this, but I am not somebody who strives to be perfect, but I do strive to be the best possible me that I can be. That's what I strive for. You know, I want to give you an example of some really, really intense procrastination that I realize has really fucked me up. When I started real estate, I was an agent apprentice for a top agent in Houston. He ended up becoming the broker of the entire state of Texas as the brokerage that I was with held about five states. Now, it was a great opportunity to be the right-hand man for a phenomenal realtor. And in the process of being an apprentice, we also had to learn how to cultivate and network our own business. And of course they wanted us to reach out to our personal circles and we had to contact 200 people. In my phone, I've had the same phone number since 2006, 2005, something like that. I have over 700 contacts in my phone. It took me over a year and a quarter to even start to get through that 200 contact list. I procrastinated and delayed and shot myself in the foot for over a year. I crippled myself for over a year. And reading this book, I realized that I created a paralysis due to perfectionism. I I realized that all this derives from is one fear, the fear of failure. I didn't realize that I had such a paralyzing fear of failure that this idea of committing to certain aspects of my life, especially once I've gotten them going and they're going in a positive momentum, it's, it's creating this self-sabotaged wall that i think that I can't get over or get around for some reason. And that's, that's a bunch of malarkey. That's a bunch of maloney. <laughs> you know, it's moments like this, though, that I couldn't be more thankful for the fact that I've been that way up until now. Because if I hadn't been, I wouldn't be able to see and identify what's hurting me. I see now that I have a fear of failure that to me, making a full on commitment to this is scary because of one, I have a big fear of failure. But the second part that I'm learning about in this book is a fear of success because of the person that I know that I have inside of me, it's almost like, oh, my God, if I go ahead and I commit to this, I know that I have this potential to be something amazing. And I know that I have this potential to be something great. And this is going to be the life that I'm going to have to live for now on. And, and that, my friends, is entering atmospheric turbulence, which if you remember from episode seven about developing your mind and escaping your discomfort zone and entering your comfort zone, getting out from planet A to planet B, you go through your atmospheric turbulence, that's what's happening to me. I'm going through my atmospheric turbulence with growthology in this business now. And that's the, that's the rocky feeling whenever a rocket ship leaves the atmosphere. And it's just, it's shaking, it's going crazy, you know, the the fire and everything around it, the the ship is burning and and there's different pieces that are that are detaching and and the people inside are thinking, oh my gosh, like this is this even gonna work? Is this gonna happen? But the moment that they exit that atmosphere, there's no gravity in space. And that shuttle has to do a little constant course correction just using air. You haven't gotten to that course correction until you have left that atmospheric turbulence. And I am in that shit right now. It's understanding that I have a fear of failure, but also a slight fear of success. And it's understanding that I have these small pieces of perfectionism that lie inside of me as a root from what I had cultivated and learned and kind of had been put inside of me since I was a kid, being the study hall king. So, where is it that you lie in your atmospheric turbulence? Are you a worrier or are you a warrior? You know, a warrior, let's identify what is that. What is somebody that is a warrior compared to a warrior look like? In... The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, he talks about a spiritual warrior in comparison to a soldier. Now, I wrote down, I'm a big journaler, I wrote down two comparisons that I had between a warrior and a warrior and what somebody who is a warrior embodies compared to somebody that a warrior embodies. A warrior is aware of themselves. They're woke. A warrior's woke. <laughs> a warrior is unaware. They are unaware of how they feel, why they feel it. They don't understand the bigger picture nor do they understand the details. So a warrior is somebody who's aware. A warrior is somebody who is disciplined to themselves in comparison to a warrior who is disciplined to the outside world, like a soldier who is disciplined to the orders given to them by their superior. So do you find yourself more disciplined to completing a task that has been told to you by somebody else? Or are you disciplined to yourself in accomplishing what it is that holds core to you? You know that little voice that's in your head that tells you, man, if you do this one thing, man, you'll be just a little bit happier. If you go ahead and you call this person that you kind of have been holding off on, you'll be a little bit more content today because you've been putting it off. It's listening to those those little voices in your head that are integrous to your core values. Another item would be a control of your emotions compared to being in little or no control of your emotions. This ties into the awareness, the awareness of yourself and the awareness of your emotions that you hold to yourself. Are you feeling sad whenever you reach a goal? Are you upset whenever you reach a goal because you've already perpetuated what the future is going to look like and terms of difficulty or are you glad and, and and are you ecstatic with the fact that that you did the damn thing that you wanted to do <laughs> where is your control whenever you are boiling red from a conversation about a disagreement that you have with somebody there's a lot to be in disagreement with right now in today's day and age um Yesterday was the election day here in America. You also have, you know, a pandemic going on in our world. There's a lot of people that have a lot of different views and there. are I am noticing a lot of boiling points with a lot of individuals. How in control are you of those emotions? How in control are you whenever you realize that you're not feeling proper in your thought process and how you're reacting to it that's a difference between somebody who is a worrier of their self and a warrior of themselves i'm going to tell you the two biggest differences in regards to control of emotion between a warrior and a worrier a worrier represses their emotion. They they hold it in so far deep that they don't even let it show. Even if they are upset, if they are content, if they are sad, they just refuse to let it show. In regards to a warrior, refrains that emotion. He lets it show when it is appropriate. He vocalizes and verbalizes the thought and the feeling in the appropriate moment of time. That is the difference between a warrior and a warrior when it comes to the control of that emotion. How often do you let that emotion take rein and dictate the things that you say? You are in control and you are in the right to be impeccable with your word. By somebody who is a warrior, you know that you are aware. You are self-disciplined. You have the control over yourself and your emotions. You refrain from speaking until it is proper. And most importantly, it's a commitment to love yourself over a commitment to love others you see a warrior loves him or herself unconditionally it it is nice to give in to the words that make us feel good via the perception of what others have for us uh, especially the people that like us or treat us well but it's not easy to commit to love yourself in the face of the ugliest of ugly and the gorgeous of gorgeous that you go through. It's the elimination of judgment and just the embodiment of compassion towards you, not just towards others. That, I think, is the most crucial piece to a warrior. Is somebody that is fully committed to loving him or herself. So let me ask you the question again Are you a worrier or a warrior? And I'm talking about right now. I know for me, especially this past week, I've been a worrier. Now don't get me wrong we all we all have different pieces of us that embody one or the other at different times but right now I'm talking about today you listening to this and yes I'm talking to you where do you lie? Are are you a warrior or a worrier? You know, are you unaware of your surroundings and, and how you are dealing with them? Are you unaware with the discipline that that goes into yourself? Are you more disciplined to the outside world? Do you have little to no emotional control of yourself? Do you repress those emotions? Do you love others more than you try to learn to love yourself? You know, last week was really rough for me because I am my own worst critic. And I kept putting off and kept delaying. And I realized that if I kept doing this, then I would never be able to do the exact thing that I want to accomplish. So I am here to tell you that I'm committed to being a warrior That I'm committed to consistently showcase to you that I am working my ass off at being the best possible version of me. I'm here to commit to you that I am a warrior of somebody who is consistently aware of the things that I am trying to accomplish. I'm consistently aware of my emotions and of myself. I'm consistently refraining from speaking what's on my mind in the moment and knowing when to speak of impeccable word in the right time. And I'm going to do nothing but love myself unconditionally. I am a human being no different than you are. So I'm going to fuck up and make mistakes every single day, but I'm also going to make accomplishments and victories every single day. And so are you. It's just a choice on whether we want to focus on one or the other. And last week, I just focused on one that was hurting me more than helping me. I'm going to do my best to show to you because by me showcasing to you, I am showcasing to my own self that I can do it. And that means that you can do it. And that means that I believe in you just as much as you should believe in you. If I can believe in me so much so that it pours into this pool that is Me believing in everybody else and you believing in you, it's just this, it's this conglomerate of positivity and accountability. It's a place where where you can look at somebody and say, hey, I know that this sucks or I know that this is great, but let me show you what's worked for me. I know that these things are fundamental and that they are crucial when it comes to the foundation of deciding what it is that you believe in to being the best version that you can be. Whew. It's it's challenging to be real um, via a medium that that causes you to really be introspective and a medium that really showcases you as a window than a door. I want you to be able to to see right through me, and I want you to be able to say, "Yeah, that's my friend Rico." and he's the one who holds me accountable because he gives a shit. And if I can give a little bit of a shit then I'm pretty sure that you can too. What a day. So, episode 13, the difference between a warrior and a warrior. You know, Identify with yourself. What are some action steps? That's writing down what it is that you believe that you can accomplish. It's writing down the things that are stopping you, the the fake wall that you've put up in your head that makes you think that you can't do it. Write these things down. Write down what it is that you want to accomplish by the end of the week. Write down what it is that you want to accomplish by the end of the year reverse engineer yourself. If you have a long-term goal of becoming a doctor, if you have a long-term goal of becoming a really great father, if you have a long-term goal of running your own business, go ahead and pick that point and reverse engineer your way into what you can do right now to figure it out. I can tell you right now, what you can do to start figuring it out is by identifying if you are somebody who is currently worrying about what their future holds. And if you are self-sabotaging and procrastinating in a way that is not gonna get you to where you wanna be, then you need to stop, take a moment, identify what your hurdle is and educate yourself. Then you follow us on Instagram at underscore growthology and you get a part of this community so that we can hold each other accountable. (laughs) My name is Rico, your friend and forever accountability buddy. Cheers.